Totalitarian government does not come in a flash. It may seem so to those who don't know their history and the wiles of those who mean to rule the people when it does come. It really comes in incremental steps. The first steps do not seem too onerous to worry about. However, gradually these steps increase over time and then become more frequent. As an example, at one time we had private property rights to the extent that we could do anything with our property as long as it did not violate or infringe on the rights of our neighbors. This is no longer true. In fact, we no longer own property in the United States. Does this statement seem extreme and ridiculous? Then let me ask you a couple of questions. If you rent and do not pay your rent, what happens to you? You're evicted, except in New York City, if the government there has its way. What if you own your property and do not pay your taxes? You lose your property. What is the difference? If you do not pay your taxes or violate government property regulations, you will find out very quickly who really owns your property, and it's not you. Our country was founded on private property rights, and our founders believed that property rights were as sacred as the laws of God. Much has changed over the years, and it has been done gradually to where the powers that be control our property, and most people do not even realize it. It was done slowly, but surely by small steps which now add up to nearly total control of all land by government through zoning, environmental regulations, etc. It is the same with a myriad of issues across the entire spectrum of American society. As a result of two centuries of increasing regulation, we are seeing control over our lives approaching totalitarianism. Certainly we see this happening in Canada. When I was a very young man in the 1950s, I would go into Canada with a trucking company while I was going to college. Crossing over into Canada, the draconian attitude by the authorities was palpable and far more of an attitude of control than anything experienced in America. I realized then that Canada was not as free as the United States. Now we see what has happened there. It is not simply that they've broken up the trucker's caravan, they've used excessive force to do so. Their premier, Trudeau, has said he admired Castro and now communist China. We see why. I recall listening to his father, Pierre, while he was running for re-election for the same office in the 1970s, saying on Canadian radio that if he has to adopt the communist manifesto to get re-elected, he will do so. This is the agenda of the Trudeau family which is why the Canadian citizens have made the leap forward to socialism much faster than here in America. Yet we have not been doing so well ourselves. The situation has been that America has acquired a myriad of laws and regulations. These will be used if and when the people get out of hand. This allows the government to step in at any time if the people remain ignorant of their rights and don't stand up for them. A giant step toward control over our people has been the pandemic, formulated and planned for well over 10 years before being released on the world. This has been done by such people as Dr. Fauci, the Gates and Rockefeller Foundations, the World Health Organization, and the Chinese Communists. Yes, it was a planned event, years in advance. And it is documented in this book, China, the Deep State's Trojan Horse in America, if you haven't read this, I encourage you to do so. 
Look at the controls that have been placed on Canada. The so-called emergency powers were voted on by the Canadian Parliament to continue. Canada is at this time a dictatorship, even if Trudeau has said the emergency is over. What would happen if the people started to vote these people out of power in Canada? Would the government rig the elections? Perhaps even in the name of an emergency? Slide elections to a later date? They've already done some very bad things with elections in the name of the pandemic. So far, we've had enough resistance here where we have not had the level of government control as Canada in this regard. But we cannot become complacent. Censorship of the media and Internet has taken place in Canada and America if one is in disagreement with the official government information or edicts. They get away with it by calling it hate speech. And the Canadian government has clamped down on the bank accounts of their people if they are in disagreement with the government. Bank accounts are in jeopardy as well in America if you're an enemy of the state. The example of what has been happening to the My Pillow guy is an example where they've tried to prevent him from using the banks. Anyone who wants to get involved in cryptocurrency is asking for trouble. This is one of the creeping control mechanisms of government. First, issue currency controlled by the government. You can call it money all you want. It's simply worthless paper based solely on its acceptance by the people. Then they discourage or outlaw the use of precious metals, get people banking online, and this sets up a system where the, with the press of a button the government can bankrupt you, not overnight, in a millisecond. They have demonstrated that they can get people to do just about anything in the name of a pandemic. Now they beat the war drums. War, or the fear of war, is one of the main ways totalitarians have increased their control over their own citizens. We could make this video three times as long to demonstrate that our own government is tightening the noose around us. For those of you who understand what is going on, we have to double down to get others informed and then organized. The conspiracy is organized. That is why they've been winning. They have organized the schools to keep students ignorant and supporting big government. They've organized community action groups to pressure local governments and citizens into more and more regulation over all aspects of our lives. The internet is a useful tool, but only up to a point. Organization on the ground is the basic means to effect change. It is a lesson which has been lost on most people, even when they see the communists using it very successfully. The reason that they attacked the John Birch Society early on was that they realized that for the first time, someone understood organization and how it could be used to defeat the communists. They used all of the means in use today against conservatives' parents, calling the JBS racist, extremist, etc. Yet we survived because of our organization and the way it is structured. Not only that, but we achieved several victories against the communists and slowed down their agenda considerably. They are years behind the schedule they had when the society was formed. But it is perfectly obvious that now we have to build our chapter structure more and more if we're going to win. We have to win. To lose is unthinkable. So, in the face of growing totalitarian government, enlist those people of good character into our ranks and organize them into working chapters of the John Birch Society. Start with the fundamentals by showing as many people as possible the video series, The Constitution is a Solution. It is a very good means to educate and then activate your fellow citizens.
We cannot win unless we get back to the principles on which this country was founded.